Getting a good night's sleep can be much easier said than done, but don't worry because our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to help you get that good night's sleep and unwind. Sleep PM bath salts fuse superior CBD and melatonin with a mixture of Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bathtub into a luxury spa experience and give you the relaxation you desperately deserve. To make it even easier to relax, regroup, and recharge, they're offering all of you Locked On Celtics listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA, for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. The boys are back, and we're picking every game of the second half Let's ride, Rain and Jays, on this Wednesday Locked On Celtics. Millies, let's go. Rain and Jays back with the vengeance. Back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings, 17 banners. Way up in the rafters, J. King, John Corrales, and Sam Jam Packard. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, it's the best way. Oh, yeah, baby. Love getting the boys back together for a crossover podcast between Locked On Celtics and Anything is Potable. I'm John Corrales. I host this Locked On Celtics podcast on a daily basis, Monday through Friday. So if you're new, coming over from Anything is Potable, check me out here. Monday through Friday, it's a daily podcast. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. You can get my stuff there. If you subscribe, use the promo code Corrales. You're going to get $5 off an annual subscription. That works out to be less than 3 bucks a month for not just my coverage, but all Boston sports coverage at Boston Sports Journal. And, of course, please pick up my book, The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Now available everywhere books are sold. You can get a personalized copy through my website, johncorrales.com. Today... As we stand on the precipice of the second half of this weird season, the boys and I got together, J. King, Jam Packard, and me, and we did this over two podcasts. First half of the podcast here on the Locked On Celtics podcast, picking games one through 18 in the second half of the schedule. Then on Anything is Potable, we go 19 through 36. So the entire second half picked over the course of two podcasts. So let's roll. Here it is. The Rain and Jays ride again. All right, we're back. A tradition unlike any other. Delayed because of the NBA's stupid COVID scheduling, but the Rain and Jays are back for the second half of our pick every game on the schedule podcast. Boys ready? Very ready. Absolutely. This is a tradition. I love it. Unlike any other. I feel like I I, kind of like the splitting up, putting it into two halves because it really allows us to, to go back and, and reflect on how right we were. Uh, I, and I love, first of all, I love that there are like two, three people out there keeping track. I've had people tweet at me and be like, you guys can record a pick every game podcast. So I can, <laughs> I can set the guy up. who makes the charts is, is my favorite. <laughs> awesome. This is great. 
and like amazingly from what i can gather we all end up pretty close like it's all pretty much we're all within a couple of games of each other so how does that got, make you guys feel as objective journalists that you end up pretty close to the blatant professional sports fan homer does it make you question whether or not you guys have bias no because i think i'm an idiot so <laughs> <laughs> I second that. So predicting games that we have no clue who's going to be healthy, who's going to be in the lineup. I I don't expect myself to have a near perfect hit rate. Yeah, I So being close to a moron is kind of it makes sense. Just three stooges over here trying to figure things out. Uh I it it's it's uh yeah, it's fine with me. All right. It's all about the fun. It's all about the friends we make along the way. That's fair. That's a great point. So let's dive into it, boys. Uh, we're, oh, so people understand what's going on here. First half of this is on Locked On Celtics. Second half of this is on Anything is Potable. So that's how you get the full 36-game predictions, 18 and 18 on each podcast. So we're coming out of the break. Brooklyn Nets at Brooklyn. Who wants to go first? Jay King, you go first. Celtics win this. Woo! Homer, Marcus Smart may or may not play. Um, I'm not sure if he'll be in the lineup, but I think the Celtics will be very excited for that one. I'm not sure the Nets will be as excited for that one. And on top of that, Brooklyn's going to be playing Blake Griffin. I don't think that's going to go well. I don't think the early Blake minutes will go well. And I think the Celtics will be able to take advantage of some of that. I see Kemba Walker dusting Blake Griffin switches a few times. I see Jason Tatum putting together a nice game after getting a a little actual break for the first time in a while. So I'm, I'm giving these guys... I'm optimistic that the Celtics will take that one. 111 to 104. <laughs> I love the scores. Jake That's a wildly good. low pr- prediction. This is going to be a high-scoring affair. Oh, no. Celtics, if Marcus Smart's back. Uh, you guys are both reporters. I don't, haven't heard any indication that he's going to be back for Brooklyn. In fact, I've heard the opposite, that it's going to be a couple games before Marcus Smart's actually back. You're starting this process out completely on uh, false premises, Jay. Says yeah. the man who thought Romeo Langford <laughs> was back a month ago because some random Twitter account pretended that he would be. I was duped, and I put my hand up, and I admitted it. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I don't know if Marcus Smart's going to be back for this. The way Brad Stevens made it sound was that um, they were going to practice. I would assume they're going to practice on Wednesday, play Thursday, obviously, and then practice. Friday, Saturday. So maybe Friday they practice and travel to Houston and then practice in Houston on Saturday and get ready for that game on Sunday. So I think I'm I'm going to say that Houston's the game that Marcus Mark comes back. I still, though, am going to say the Celtics beat Brooklyn because I think Jay is right about the the um, Blake Griffin stuff. I think, And I think Blake Griffin could find like some level of effort that wasn't there when he was in Detroit. I think he's actually going to start trying a little bit more and he might be not washed, not great, but not washed. So, but it's going to take a little time and I don't know what the status of Kevin Durant is. So I'm going to say Celtics over Brooklyn. Uh, and I do think that the Tatum Brown kind of get some rest, 
get those guys back into it. They'll they'll get into a groove against a a bad, still bad Brooklyn defense. I, I'm going to give it to Boston. This is a, just a shocking turn of events. I don't think the Celtics are going to win this game. <laughs> They're, I, love the, it. I love it when we're the optimistic ones. The Nets are just going to go small, and Brad's going to trot out Daniel Tice and Tristan Thompson, and then we're going to have Tristan Thompson like trying to cover KD on the perimeter if he plays. I just I don't think they have the yeah offensive the, the nightmares ability. were made when Tristan guarded KD in their first matchup. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen again. The Celtics just have not shown an ability to score. Uh, like, I don't think they can just score with Brooklyn, even if Kevin Durant's not there. I, I don't think they're going to win this game. It's a that loss for a, me. That is a completely fair take. I just, for whatever reason, I think the Celtics are going to take that one. That's right. why we do the pod. Go. Great exchange of ideas, boys. <laughs> Regular <laughs> season basketball. Upsets happen. That's right. That's right. Uh, on to Houston, where the Celtics play the Rockets. And I got to say that they, they got to beat the Rockets. The Rockets are a mess. Rockets have lost like a million games in a row. They yeah, deteriorated so quickly. James Although, Harden's MVP case is just what's going on in Houston. Which random Rockets player is going to hit six threes, I think, is the big question. Like, is could this be a Pistons scenario? The Pistons have, I think, like six wins this year, two of them coming against the Celtics. They play down to their opponents. There's still zero chance they should win the uh, lose this game. They have to win. If they if they lose, uh, I'll be upset. I'll be mad online. This yeah, I'm going. I'm going with a W for the Celtics. There, Houston's just had a trying season. <laughs> like first, Harden Harden didn't want to be there at all, and he was pissing off his teammates, and he was engineering his way to get out of there. And then they got a bunch of guys that like. Realize they're not part of the team's future, but also kind of think highly of themselves. So it's a it's a weird mix in Houston that just doesn't work out. I got Celtics starting with a two game winning streak, extending their overall winning streak to six. Six, yeah. Houston uh, could be on a fifteen game losing streak heading into that game because they're currently have lost their last thirteen. It would be pretty Celtics to lose. Uh, to beat and, to beat Brooklyn and then lose to Houston. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. This we'll the, see. this year's team. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, then they come home and they 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 lose to Utah. Right, like that's. I'm not going to pick them over Utah. Utah is just too damn good. Utah has lost three of their last four headed into the break. They had three guys who had to travel all the way across the country for All Star. I mean. Rudy Gobert, I just don't like his face. Uh, I think it's a win for the Celtics. Here's I think the they shocked the world. Utah's confidence was high. And then LeBron told those guys that he doesn't value them. <laughs> <laughs> so you, Utah is broken now. No, I'm, But that I'm could totally be kidding. a revenge factor you, where you, they're saying you have to prove everyone else wrong that they do belong here. Utah like is going to beat the Celtics. I just they're love two the together. Concept. Like This Celtics team isn't together enough to beat a, a rhythmatic team like the Jazz. Rhythmic. Is rhythmatic a rhythmic. word? Rhythmic. Rhythmatic. We'll it's go with like, rhythmic. Rhythmatic sounds like a terrible like early 90s techno group. It, sound, it sounds like <laughs> a high school... Join the uh, rhythmatic. Yeah, like they're, they're, it's like a, a high school marching band's adaptation of Nas's Illmatic. And that's what the Celtics are going to... They can't disrupt the rhythmatic Utah Jazz... 
It does. Utah Jazz and rhythmic go to well as two good phrases. I'm telling you, rhythmic should be. A you word. don't think the addition of Marcus Smart is going to uh, energize this team? His first home game back, the heart yeah. and soul defeating the fine people of Utah and Salt Lake City. It's a win for me, dog. Wow, big, big revenge game. You didn't take in the. We're big on revenge games here. Uh, I still don't think I, I'm not going to pick him again. We continue picking our games after the break. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED, can help men gain extra confidence when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. It ships directly to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? Not a problem. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code locked on to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Be sure to follow our social channels LO Celtics on Twitter and Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Make sure you're subscribed to the Locked On Today podcast for all of your sports news. Today on the show, a lot of player movement in the NFL on Tuesday. Who are the winners and losers? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. And now the Rain and Jays continue picking games for the second half. I I also think we got to start talking about Romeo Langford. Romeo yes. Langford. I think he's going to help, and I think he's going to allow the Celtics, whenever he gets back, to get away from some of the two center lineups to play a much more versatile brand of defense where they'll be able to do more switching and be able to be more aggressive. And I just think they need a wing with length and athleticism and and he will give them that. I don't know if he'll do anything offensively. He did absolutely zero offensively last season, except for the random like cut and layup or cut and dunk. Yeah, but he did that twice, like pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> but but I do think like that that defensive versatility will help, and and could be a big deal against some of the better teams in the league because when you can switch everything and when you can put lineups out there that do that. Like he and Smart will help in that way a whole lot, but not against ask- the Utah Jazz. No, probably not. But let me ask you guys this then: um, once they're back, let me let me ask this in two parts. Actually, when do you think in this schedule both guys will be back? I think Marcus Smart's back by Houston. 
Brad Stevens was kind of non-committal about when Romeo would be back, but it's pretty clear, I think, that we can infer that he'll be back some point in March. Do you think he's back by this Utah game? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think he'll be back pretty soon. Um, You're only saying that because Daniel Tice said that. Yeah, and I trust Daniel Tice as a Me news too. Break. I would trust <laughs> Daniel Tice with my life. <laughs> <laughs> the casual news breaking of Daniel, Daniel Tice. Now, here's the next question. How does this impact the rotation, the starting this because they're not going to start two bigs. You you pretty much you're going to start Marcus Smart. It's going to be Marcus Kemba, Jalen Jason, and a big. So some one of these bigs is going to start losing minutes. And each of them has had a case to play minutes. So how does that impact these guys? How Acker does doesn't impact- agree. I don't think Tristan Thompson has a case to be a starting center on this team. Uh, but okay, maybe not a starter, but minutes. I mean, dude's been great. He, he grabs like thirteen rebounds. In well, let's nine give him two six-minute stints in each half, and that'll be good with it. Uh, you just need more time, Lord. Like you, you gotta have more time, Lord. Yeah, I, I think at this stage, it would be a bad move to cut Robert Williams' minutes because not just because. Not that he's like way better than those other two guys right now, but he's very young. He's in his third year in the league. And if if you can he also has a potential that's much higher than what he is right now. And if you can harness some of that, and if you can get him to be a legitimate starting center that you can rely on every single night, then that's a big deal for you long term. So I, I think at this stage, Robert Williams needs those minutes, um, and I think I think it, it'll depend on the night, though. So, so, if like Daniel Tice played, what did he play seven minutes in one of their games right before the All Star break? Like that was just weird. That won't happen very often. But Brad thought both Thompson and Williams were playing well, and they were. And so he's just going to kind of ride the hot hand, I think. Yeah, and I think Tice is the guy that's been able to take the DNPs a little more in stride, so he might be the guy that that gets them a little bit more. Uh, I but don't know. He's, if I were him, I'd be so pissed about that because he's been very good for two years. I, I agree. I, I'm with you. I think the hierarchy is is Tice and Time Lord, and uh, Thompson is kind of the odd man out. I've been kind of slowly advocating for the trade involving – Tristan Thompson saying like, look, Preach. part of the reason like, and, and just to plug my Boston sports journal piece is that I, I laid out the, the, the argument for trading Tristan Thompson, because being a non-tax team, you can aggregate Thompson. And if they have to trade a Neesmith or a Langford and you throw in like salary matching, just, you can, you can get three guys, those three guys and match up to like 19 million. And so the Celtics can protect their TPE if they want to use Tristan Thompson to bring in some sort of wing help. And then that shakes out that, that center lineup where you, you can give Robert Williams the time that he needs and you can match him up with Daniel Tice. The problem with that, the problem with that is I think Thompson probably has negative trade value at this point. Like he's not worth the $9 million contract because you can find a center like him for 5 million or whatever the case may be. And he's not expiring. It's not like you can just like he's not. Yeah, and so I, maybe it's not negative value, but he definitely doesn't have like extreme positive value. It's not like you can 
just shop around Tristan Thompson. And they're all also like most good teams, their big situation is kind of settled. And I, I've, I've looked around and kind of gauged what teams might want a big like Tristan Thompson. And it's hard to find a place where he would be like valued as a definite first or second center. Yep. Now, and look, you can't even find that in Boston because he shouldn't be valued as a first or second center because he doesn't do anything. He, he has been much better lately. He He's has even a, passed out after getting offensive rebounds a couple times. That's that's big. Passing out after getting offensive rebounds is a major development for him. Yeah. And look, I'm not shopping Tristan Thompson. I'm using his his contract to aggregate. And the, the what you would argue with another team is we're attaching requisite picks and young players and to make this work, you're you're getting the young players and the picks that you want. To make this work, we got to trade. We, you got to take Tristan Thompson, and it's only nine million. It's not that bad. It's only for one more year after this one. You could use that nine million next year as an expiring contract to trade, and so on and so forth. So, what kind I, of I'm, wing are you trying to go after with with that type of package? Because I'm I mean, not sure many of the Celtics' young players have value either. Well, the, or I'm, much value. I'm, I'm looking somewhere in the Terrence Ross type of category. I'm not. I'm not going huge like Harrison Barnes. I'm. I'm looking at you. Give up one of your young players that has potential. Uh, maybe they. Maybe the, I don't know what the other team would be interested in. It kind of depends on from team to team, but it's it's in that tier, that Terrence Ross tier, where you know they're they're going to get something of value for him, a draft pick. You I mean it's going to be a little bit of an overpay, so you can offload the Tristan Thompson salary but I think just in general the the freeing up of minutes for Robert Williams and kind of resetting the roster a little bit having it make more sense that all makes sense to me the rest of the games after the break we've been telling you about Built Bar it's the best tasting protein bar on the market for a long time now I've been buying them myself with my own money that's how good I think that they are They are an amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar covered in 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best because it's Built Bar Madness. Of course, it's March. We're doing a bracket. Today's matchup on BuiltBar.com, Banana Nut Bread versus Toffee Almond. I'm going with Banana Nut Bread. I like banana bread anyway. That's That's kind of a favorite of mine. So, uh, but two good choices there. And then my favorite one is in this one, orange versus peanut butter. I'm peanut butter all the way. I'm team peanut butter. Give me peanut butter. I'll, I'll eat peanut butter straight out of the jar. I'm like a dog. You give me a jar of peanut butter and I'm just content for hours. So go to builtbar.com or go to uh, Twitter. Follow them at built underscore bar. And you can vote yourself in built bar madness. And remember, of course, Use the promo code LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Try one of these great flavors for yourself. That's LOCKDOWN20 and get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Now, I wish BetOnline could do some odds for this. Maybe we can get them to do some odds for this. But this is about the only thing you can't bet on at BetOnline. It's the fastest Easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They cover everything, all sports, it feels like, around the world. Of course, for you, NBA, college basketball, NHL, baseball is getting back into full swing. So you can bet on all the sports that you want. 
They even cover award shows, TV shows, reality TV, with real-time updated odds and props and just about anything you can imagine. Bet online. You can sign up for free. Use your website. Use the mobile device. Sign up for free. Get a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On. Use that promo code Locked On at Bet Online. A 50% welcome bonus. So if you deposit 100, you're going to get 50 bucks. You get the idea. That's what the 50% is. So get that welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. Locked On. Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. Please. Gamble responsibly. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Celtics wherever you get podcasts or follow us on Spotify. March Madness around the corner, the future of the NBA on display, and you can get a head start on this year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast. You know Chad Ford, he's a draft guru, and he's got his Big Board 2.0 with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And now, the finale of part one of the Rain and Jays pick every game of the second half. I Now, I brought all of that up here so we can kind of like, at what point, the, the trade deadline is on the 25th. We're here at Utah talking about this game on the 16th. So somewhere in this mix, we have to start taking into account, do the Celtics make a trade? How does that that impact these guys? I don't think they do it yet. So, But this could be like the beginning of the end stretch. And if Danny Ainge has something cooking, then maybe he does. Maybe Brad Stevens does just sit Tristan Thompson and play Robert Williams those minutes. And that's just how it shakes out. All right, moving on. Cleveland, back-to-back. So I've got a loss to Utah. Cleveland on the back-to-back. What say you boys on the back-to-back game? Kemba will not be playing, presumably, and they presumably. are much worse when he doesn't play. But Marcus is back, so he can he can prop them up a little bit, even when Kemba's sitting. And the Cavaliers yeah. are not good. Uh, per se <laughs> they're not what you would commonly describe as a good team uh, can we just talk about before we get into our predictions for this game i need to share the most stunning stat of the entire season Ooh. andre drummond yes. andre drummond is shooting less than 50 percent on twos on twos how how he, I, all he should be doing is shooting wide open dunks, wide right. open layups, and rolling hard to the hoop. But no, but no, he wants to do other shit. He wants to incorporate other shit into his game, and he has been such a bad finisher. And people bring him up as a Celtics trade target, and it's like, have you never seen this man play basketball? <laughs> all these things you think he would be good at, he's not. He's actually yeah. very bad at them. Or has been very bad at them. And even if there's some potential there because he is an athlete, it's just – I'm stunned. I mean, less than 50% on twos is just astounding. That's, a, that's almost that's impossible for a guy of his physical traits. How do you, how do you as Andre Drummond, not shoot 65% from – How many like mid-range jumpers is he taking? Or is that just like missing around the rim? Post-ups, he's, he's just – Oh, I mean, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Obviously, they don't have a ton of playmaking to like set him up. 
for easy dunks. But that being said, he should never try anything else. It's it it's astonishing, but but it's real. That, that's a that's a ridiculous number. Um and it, he's he's gonna end up getting bought out. So he's gonna sign with the Brooklyn Nets. I don't, I don't want to take a shot at one of my readers, but <laughs> I'm but gonna when, take a shot. When we asked for uh trade ideas, someone said the Celtics should offer Kemba Walker. Daniel Tice, I think it was Grant Williams in a first round pick for Andre Drummond. Wow. Was it that dude that uh, voted for him for all defense last year? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I, I decided not to respond to that in my trade idea story because I didn't I didn't want to insult See, you gotta shame dumb people. I mean, if people submit that, you should put their Twitter publicly on uh, on the internet and tell them uh, to stop being dumb because we can't we can't deal with that that as a society. He's All right, let's... shooting. He's shooting fifty fifty two percent in the restricted area. It's impossible. Wow, that's that's a ridiculous number. It's impossible. That's awful. That's just god awful. That's <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, okay, uh, so uh, I'll, I'll I'll say. I'll say because Marcus Smart is there, the Celtics are going to win this game. They're going to win in Cleveland on the back-to-back. Yeah, I've got Celtics winning this one too. So this is good. We got three and one out of the break. Packer, are you keeping the stats right now? I am. There you go. That that's always been your role. I don't know how you evolved into that role, but I appreciate you keeping the spreadsheet. Letting I'm us young know and know how to use a computer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what was your pick on this one? A win. A win. Okay, so we all got wins. Come home, day off, come home, Sacramento Kings. Oh, wow. Can I just say, just give Chris Forsberg a full hour of Harrison Barnes trade speculation before this game. I was just going to say future Celtic Harrison Barnes uh, coming into town. When they went to Sacramento, there was like 17 breaks in the game to talk about possibly trading for Harrison Barnes. This and then a game followed by uh, against the Magic where there's going to be so many uh discussions of that a week before the trade deadline this is i think nbc sports boston like decided the schedule here because it's going to be ridiculous i want to hear <laughs> kyle anderson talk when they play the grizzlies right before the deadline too kyle anderson hasn't got enough love as a potential trade target guy. someone just mentioned him in my in my tweets today was that your burner <laughs> no i mean the grizzlies are pretty good they're they're like they'll they're probably going to be in the playing game, right? Like one of the playing games. They're so, the tenth best team in the West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yep, they're there. So they could want to keep Anderson, but they could also move him. And Anderson would be pretty good. He would fit kind of what the Celtics need. Give him a little more passing, a little more playmaking, a little more defensive versatility. I'm a, I'm on the Kyle Anderson trade 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 train. <laughs> the trade train slow mo uh, trade. Yes, he is a very slow mo kind of guy. What's his uh, What's his salary? What would it take to get him? He's like nine million ish. Tristan oh. Thompson. Tristan Thompson, straight up. There you go. Uh, actually, you know, no, no, never mind. That that's probably not going to work. But um, okay, uh, Kyle Anderson under underrated and fits the Danny Ainge mold of we haven't heard much about him, so probably the top target because it's always somebody that's surprising. So Sacramento, we got a win here or not? Yes. 
They're imploding. They've been really bad. I don't know if they're going to like get it together. I also think them before the trade deadline, there's basically everyone on their roster is going to be in rumors. I don't think that's going to be good for team chemistry. Bielitsa basically uh, refused to play for six weeks because Bagley was started in front of him. I just don't think there's good vibes with the Kings right now. I wouldn't be surprised if Luke Walton was fired by then. Um, but that's an interesting thing because if Luke Walton is fired beforehand and Alvin Gentry takes over, teams always get a little post-fire coach bump. And so as long as Luke Walton's still with the staff, I think it's a win for the Celtics. Yeah, there's always that thing to worry about there with that that, that new coach bump. I don't think I don't think Luke Walton's going anywhere right now. So there there's no considering I don't know what do they own their draft pick? They must own their draft pick. Uh I don't. I don't think there's any incentive. Like, just let them. Just let it all fall down. Let it all go away. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I will say. I will say the Celtics when they've got a tough stretch coming up. We need these good vibes. I think four and one coming out of that. A lot of the noise around the Celtics just completely goes away, and and then heading into like the worst week of the season. I so, think they've got a chance to to put together some wins here. Starting with that really Rockets do. game, it's Rockets who have lost a million straight. Then if they can steal one against the Jazz, then they play the Cavs, the Kings, the Magic, the Grizzlies. The, most of those games in Boston, that's a chance to put to, start to build a little momentum. If they are healthy, that's a chance to start getting some rhythm. Just be real rhythmatic with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they beat the Kings in Boston. I, I think this is going to be a good stretch for Boston. The, that like five game stretch. If they can steal one against the Jazz, that's that's a nice little win streak opportunity. Steal one, steal one against either Brooklyn or Utah, and you've got a really nice stretch. You're right. Houston, Cleveland, Sacramento. We've got those all as wins. We're each kind of like on the fence or picking one of these other good good teams as a win. Orlando in town, they're falling apart. I think that's a win. No. And then the, Nope, it's a Sunday afternoon game. Celtics play terribly oh, Sunday during the day. Sunday at 3.30. They lost to the Knicks in a horrendous performance. Uh, I'm trying to remember the under the Pelicans game was a Sunday afternoon one. They just don't play well on Sundays. No, they got to buck that trend, man. It's got to it, change. They got to, but they're not going to. I think the magic coming in, they play down to opponents. It's the exact type of team they lose to on a Sunday afternoon. It's a loss for me. Oh, see, I'm going the other way. I'm saying these guys now have they've come in, they've got a, a nice win streak. They're they're confident. They're, you know, Marcus Smart's back and he's like leading the charge. He's waking them up in these Sunday afternoon games. I'm going big. I'm going Orlando. I mean, I'm going Celtics over Orlando, and I'm going Celtics over Memphis on the back to back. Let's Woo! give it to me. Give it to me, baby. That would be a for me, one, two, three, four game win streak. And what are at this point? We're at four, five, six, seven. Uh, six out of seven for me. The, the reason why I don't like that I'm picking also Celtics to beat Magic and Grizzlies is that that means I'm with Corrales. <laughs> <laughs> Bad place to be. And, therefore, I don't really trust it. But, <laughs> but hey, I'm going with, and those are important too because then it's the back-to-back or the, the two games set against the Bucks. That's and then Oklahoma City and Oklahoma City. So it, it's important to get the those wins for Boston. So, yes. And so 
I've got I've got the Orlando Memphis two two wins. Sam, what do you got? I got them losing to the Magic Sunday scaries. Um, but then normally what would be a tough game flying to Memphis on a back to back because they lost to the Magic, they're going to be uh, furious. Marcus Smart might have thrown a chair in the locker room. I have them winning that game uh, in Memphis, so I, I have them splitting those two. Okay. And then we have a day off and then a, a two-game miniseries in Milwaukee. I think with, with the trade deadline in between the two games. Yes. So I'm going to say that this gets a split. One of these is a win. One of these is a loss because that's how these have tend. I, I feel like those have. That's how these have gone. That the sweeps, the two game sweeps, aren't common. So um, I'm going to I'm going to split, and it doesn't matter which one. I'm with fucking Corrales again. <laughs> Fuck. You guys have been exactly the same for the first seven games. I think it's a split. Milwaukee's not the same regular season juggernaut they used to be. They have the second best point differential in the league, and they are still quite good. That's fine, but they're also third in the East when they've just run away with the conference for years. They're only well, they three games the ahead Brooklyn of the Nets Celtics. in the conference uh, previous years. Well, they had the organization, but not the best accumulation of talent. In they're the only East. three games ahead of the Celtics, even though the Celtics – were just under 500 like a week ago. So th- they haven't been the same regular season juggernaut. I think it's a split. I Okay, will it make you feel better? Pick pick which one do you think you they're going to win? Do you think they're going to win on Wednesday and then lose the next one? I'll go the I opposite think, so we're different. I think they lose the first one. Great. Crushing their winning streak and then come back and rebound on Friday, March 26th. All right, then I'm going to say that they win the first game <laughs> just to make you feel better, to, to you. heal your fragile you. ego, and then they lose on the 26th uh, heading into a back-to-back in OKC, which they also lose. I'm going to say it's a two-game losing streak. I think they lose the first game in Milwaukee. They trade Tristan Thompson at the deadline, and they ride the rhythmic bus <laughs> to freedom – uh, in that second game, just the vibes are feeling good because finally uh, Robert Williams is a starting center uh, and they have a big W in that game against Milwaukee. And then back-to-back, I think they're going to beat the Thunder even though uh, Kemba will not be playing. Although from what we've seen this year, they should like we should not be predicting them to win any second night of a back-to-back. They're no. such a worse team without Kemba Walker on the court. Yeah, uh, and we're just said, oh, Marcus Smart will be back. Well, it they still Marcus Smart's not going to score twenty eight points. He might, like he might. It just might be one of those nights where he knocks down. But I just, it's really tough for me to predict they're going to lose the Thunder when the Thunder are not good. Yeah, I, I mean the back to backs are going to be tough. We're just hoping for the Marcus Smart slash Romeo Langford slash traded player factor here. Um, okay, but I got them on a two game losing streak, and then they head into. Revenge week. Wait, you had them losing to the uh, Thunder? I do. I have them losing the second game to Milwaukee and the and then the back-to-back. They, hey, what, they, what, what did you have for the Thunder? I'm going first my trade deadline prediction. I think they trade Tristan Thompson and a pick for George Hill. 
Oh, hmm. friend of the program, George Hill. Yeah. And a pick for George Hill. Just to rearrange the roster a little bit, like Corrales said, free up minutes for Robert Williams. That works salary-wise, I believe. So, yeah, so then you can keep the whole trade exception for, for the offseason and still address some of your weaknesses with the bench shooting, bench maturity, and bench length. Well, that's so, huge implications for this Oklahoma City Thunder game. They're going to have to trade Tristan Thompson and then play him on the Saturday night like with George Hill in the lineup against his old team. I think it's that really changes that everything, be- Jay. So what are, you, what are you predicting for that Oklahoma City Thunder game after this blockbuster you just predicted? I am predicting that the Thunder – Tristan Thompson revenge game. Revenge. He grabs eight offensive rebounds and the Thunder beat the Celtics. The final offensive rebound, a kick out to Al Horford for three to win. No. Oh, no, he ain't, he ain't kicking that out. <laughs> oh, man, the, the Al Horford-Tristan Thompson lineups are going to be uh, electric down the, in Oklahoma oh, City. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, I like that. I think George Hill is a, a fair trade target. I mean, that's that does help the team a little bit. Um, it does accomplish the goal. Does it? Does it give them wing depth? Like, it, it settles their center position, but you're just bringing in another point guard. Like, but he's six five and long too, and right? Is a very versatile defender and can play on or off ball. So you can play him with Kemba Walker. You can play him with Peyton Pritchard. You can play him with Kemba and Smart, and still have a little bit of length on the court. I think I think he'd fit basically anywhere because I I think his skill set just kind of translates anywhere. But I I think the length and versatility. Maybe they'd rather have a guy who's six eight. Um, but it's a lot easier to get a George Hill. Yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. It totally it doesn't it doesn't solve every problem, but solving the center issue is big. And I think Jay's right with how you can use George Hill. So I think that that's a that's a fair that's a fair thing. And then you know, maybe you maybe you dump uh Jeff Teague in that deal with some cash to OKC and let them wave him and Oh, I'd be sad. They'll, I'd be sad to see Teague go. They'll take they'll take the pick. Um, OKC will take the pick. So, yeah, I like that. All right, so revenge week, New Orleans and then Dallas, now at home. We this know. is the start of a six-game home stand for the Celtics. This is, this is a big stretch, a lot of winnable games in this stretch, but New Orleans is the game that they, they had and they blew. And then it's also the game where they played, according to Brad Stevens, their best basketball of the season. That was really good basketball. That second quarter, New Orleans, Jason Tatum was the best he's played all season. He was attacking. He was decisive. That was and their what happened in the fourth and third. That's the whole point. (laughs) That's the exact point here. Double teams ruined them. Yeah. And so I think they they understand what's going to happen here. I think two revenge wins uh, are, are on their way. This is this is a big stretch for the Celtics. I'm getting wins at home to close out March against the Pelicans and the Mavericks. Yeah, I'm going to go with win against the Pelicans, loss to the Mavericks, who have pretty quietly started to play very good basketball lately. They have routed into the team I think everyone expected at the beginning of the season. It just took them a little while to show up. So that is going to be a very tough game, even at home in Boston. 
Luca goes for 42, <laughs> 17 assists, and 13 rebounds. See, we need we need more beers in this podcast <laughs> so we can get Jay to do the stats line. Yeah, you got to get the the real emphatic. <laughs> Luka Doncic drops forty two points, nineteen assists. Like that's th- this this measured. Like you're 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 trying to do your bit, but you're like, I don't think your heart's in it. I think you're going through the motions. Jay, it's three forty five in the afternoon, and you need to start drinking. That's right. I'll, br- I'll bring the energy a bit more on the rest of the podcast, boys. I promise. Oh, you're saving yourself for the potable version. So sad. So sad. Well, I don't even know when the potable version begins. So <laughs> he has not been paying attention here. It's it's coming up soon. It's coming up after this whole thing. So let's. Uh, okay, so you've got you've got a win and a loss, Sam. What do you got? I think they beat the Pelicans just because I don't think the Pelicans are very good and are still trying to figure it out. I think they lose to the Mavericks just because they have a complete inability to stop Jalen Brunson, who goes for 33 <laughs> points on 9 of 11 shooting from deep. The big Jalen <laughs> Brunson game. Uh, all right, so moving on. Friday night, Houston Rockets in town. Um, I, I, I'm just going to chalk that up as a win. Wins across the board. Wins across the board. Will the Jay? Rockets ever win again? No. <laughs> They're done. Is Christian Wood coming back? That's a good question. He was they were actually like pretty decent with him on the court. So I mean he's he's gotta be good enough to like keep them in games. Well, is this a new look Rockets team that after they've like traded Oladipo and PJ Tucker and Eric Gordon and they're That's just basically true. playing the That's RGV true. Vipers? I think I think Oladipo could go. Um, although that might help them. Uh, he's not been particularly great. So, but I, I do think that this is probably going to be a, a even more pared down Rockets team, which makes yeah. it even more likely that they, they lose this game. They've got to have a fire sale, right? Like got to, got to. they got to just get rid of everybody trade Oladipo. Cause he wouldn't sign the extension trade Tucker. Cause he's not part of the future trade Gordon. Cause his contract sucks. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Trade them all. Get rid of them all. I'm with that. I'm with that. So they, they're, you know, the right. What was it? They're Vipers. Is that their G League team? Where do you guys on PJ Tucker as a possible Boston target? Yeah, PJ Tucker is an interesting target, but um, very specialized. I'm not going to give up too much for him. And I don't know what's his what's his salary. He makes he's like nine million too. He's the perfect Tristan Thompson uh, candidate. Yeah, I think he's seven point nine or seven point eight or something. Yeah, he's at seven point nine. So, are yeah. you gonna are you gonna want to play a lineup with PJ Tucker as your four? I feel like he's a great small ball five, and I know he played a lot of lineups with Capella, and like he was pretty decent in that. But I just don't see your best lineup being out there is like PJ Tucker. Daniel Tice, and then, I don't know. I want a yeah. guy who's a little more versatile on the perimeter. I mean, if we're going to go small ball five, why don't we just go with with um, Grant Williams? And just let Because that's – that's he'd be taking Grant Williams' minutes, and Grant, as Jay likes to say a lot in the Anything is Potable podcast, because I listen, is that you can play Grant at the uh, at small ball five. And why would you take away that that level of development? So I can, I can see some argument for Tucker, but I, I don't know, like – 
I wouldn't even give up Tristan Thompson for PJ Tucker. I, I just think that that doesn't, I don't think that accomplishes anything unless you're so out on Grant Williams somehow that you can, uh, you want to give him up to, to get him. In fact, I think you can trade. No, you can't trade them straight up. It's close, but you can't. Yeah. It's, it's uh, weird because I've, I've been like the biggest PJ Tucker guy for years. I've thought he's one of the, NBA's best defenders because of the versatility, because of the toughness, because he can literally guard anyone. There aren't many guys like that who can do it competently, not just competently, but well, can guard point guards to centers. Um, P.J. Tucker can guard point guards? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. P.J. Tucker can guard anyone, man. But but he's he's a little older. I'm not sure he's quite what he used to be. And then in a different role – where he's not necessarily switching everything all the time and where he can't just stand in the corner and shoot threes because that's been the only thing he's really done lately. I don't know if he has the same value as he had to that Rockets team. That being said, a Daniel Tice, PJ Tucker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart lineup would be one of the best defensive lineups in the entire league. And and so, yeah, like you could say he'd be blocking Grant Williams' development, but Grant Williams doesn't even really play anyway. Hold know? on. On the second night of back-to-backs, he gets like a solid 20 minutes. <laughs> That's right. So I, I would like to see him play. I would like to see him get more of those developmental minutes, but it's it's a tough mix. And But I, I don't think that this season's moves should detract from – the developmental stuff like the, this season's moves need to kind of be like this hybrid help the team, but don't take away from the young guys that you're going to need in the future. And I don't, I'm not saying that Grant Hill, I mean, I'm sorry, Grant Hill, Jesus, um, Grant <laughs> Williams is, is such a, an important part of the future that you have to, you have to protect his development at, at all times. But I also think that he can be an important part of the future and so I'm I'm not going to do something like this to to stand in his way of minutes. I, I can understand other moves that that would do that, but PJ Tucker at this point, eh, I don't know. Is there anybody else on the Rockets interested in that you think you can pry away? Can they get like Daniel House somehow? Or Daniel probably- House would be intriguing, even though he didn't have great bubble etiquette. <laughs> right, but. You know, I don't know. And a lot sure. of those guys, it's weird because I feel like Harden just propped them up. And right. they were in a system where it was literally just stand around in one spot and wait for James Harden to make a play. And and so it's it's hard to evaluate. And now they're in a situation where the whole thing's gone to shit. And so <laughs> it's it's hard to evaluate some of those guys like House, I think, and how they'd, they'd be in a different scenario. Um, that said, like house has been pretty good. Um, he wouldn't be the worst target, but I just, he's not a, he's not a needle mover. Well, I don't think we're getting needle movers in the, in this trade. Deadline. Okay. Let's, let's move it along because we've still got to finish this podcast and do the potable one. So, uh, all wins against Houston. Charlotte comes into town Sunday at six, not really an afternoon game. It's a Sunday evening game. I don't know, Jam, if that really. It says three thirty on my schedule. You got different times. I'm looking at the Celtics website, 
So it says I took it from ESPN.com and did copy and paste. Ah, so I'm looking at the Celtics website right now. It says 6 p.m. Oh, yeah, you're right. So um, Gordon Hayward, return to the garden. Revenge game for him. Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward. Rozier's having a big season. I'm going to give Charlotte this win. I'm going to give Charlotte this win. I think it's absolutely a win for Charlotte, um, mostly because I just uh, saw my uh, buddy Rick Friedman, who is home for the All-Star break. He gave me all the inside scoop on uh, Charlotte. Uh, And if he is the offensive scout for this game, uh, I think he's something like eight and two in games. He's done the offensive scouting this year. And so if the offensive scout for this game, uh, I think it's a win for the Hornets. The mellow ball with 27 points, 19 assists, and 18 rebounds in the best game of his young career to lead the Hornets to victory over the Celtics. That's hilarious. Because that's exactly what the Hornets broadcast guy sounds like anytime LaMelo Ball, (laughs) he goes insane. LaMelo Ball to Mikhail Bridges. Whoa, he's on fire. (laughs) Gotta love the enthusiasm. Do we have losses across the board? We just think Charlotte's going to come in and wipe the floor with the Celtics? Gordon Hayward revenge game, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Harry Rozier revenge That's so funny that we all agree on that. Um, Okay, so we all agree that Charlotte comes in and uh, beats the Celtics, interestingly enough. Uh, then Philly. Philly at home. First game of a home-home back-to-back. Philly and New York. Uh, I'm going to say a loss against Philly and a win against New York. I'm just going to go chalk on this. I'm going 2-0. 2-0. and Ooh. They beat Ooh. Philly. Robert Williams gets a bulk of the minutes against Joel Embiid which will be very different and somehow avoids a ton of fouls. I don't know why I have trust that Robert Williams will do that, but I just think he will. And, and then, you know, the Knicks, they're okay. They've got a very good defense. I just think they're not great. And Celtics go 2-0 on that trip. Why Celtics revenge it? against the Knicks for one of their worst games of the season. That was so bad. They could be battling for the fourth or fifth seed at this point, considering uh, how well the Knicks are playing. I'm going uh, the opposite. I think they beat the 76ers in a close game. Some sort of shenanigans occur. I agree that Timler will be big, but the thing about the Sixers is that if Joel Embiid just decides to try, they should not lose any game. Like in the two games uh, – that they played the Sixers earlier in the season and Joel Embiid was like on, he was pretty much unstoppable. And it's amazing to me. And really it reflects poorly on Joel Embiid that they haven't won a title yet because uh, he should be unstoppable. With all that being said, I think they beat the Sixers. Then second day of a back-to-back, Kemba does not play. And again, they played down to the Knicks and the Knicks beat them. Wow. The Knicks coming into Boston and taking two games in Boston. That'd be just embarrassing. All right, uh, wrapping up the home trip, Minnesota Timberwolves, that, that's that got to be a win. It's, you, you can't lose to the T-Wolves. They're just too big of a mess. Yeah, they ain't great. <laughs> okay, agreed, agreed, agreed. <laughs> uh, and then final final game, this is game 18 for, uh, for the podcast here. 3 p.m. start in Denver. You've got altitude. You've got a good team. And you've got the Sunday afternoon. And, and remember time zones, that's actually a 1 p.m. start, local time. I think, well, 
I'm looking at the Celtics schedule, so I think it's a 3 p.m. local start. Five no, that's 3 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, so it's a 5 p.m. Denver game, but it's going to feel like a 3 p.m. game for the Celtics because they're switching the time zones. You see I'm what I'm saying? They're I'm trying to Denver. figure out time zones. Yeah, still just no, trying to figure out. Denver, that means it's, it's a one o'clock. It's a one p.m. Yeah, that's what I, th- I thought. I thought I was. I right. went the wrong way. <laughs> I, have, I have them playing the game in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, there, it's just a one p.m. game. It's even worse. So it's a one p.m. game. You over might there. be worse with time zones than I am. Oh my God! Can I just tell you that every time we went to L.A. to cover a game, I was legitimately surprised when I looked up at four p.m. I was like what the hell is NBA basketball doing on? Like could not grasp the concept that I was in Los Angeles. It does. It does sneak up on you. Those games. Because then then it hits like five o'clock and you're like, fuck, I missed the first quarter. of Right. Because it's usually a seven or seven 30 game in Staples or whatever. And we're preparing for like, we're doing our pregame stuff. And then you look up at the screens. They have these awesome screens up there in the Staples center media room. And you're like, are those games like what's going on? Your throw your whole body clock is off, and you're you're used to at this time certain things happen. Anyway, I'm, I just I'm, I just time zone wise, we'll never accept that Detroit is in the same time zone as Boston. <laughs> I can't accept that. And every time I go there, it stuns me. No matter how many times I've learned it before, I just don't get it. Yep, I agree with you. Um, okay, Detroit so is like. Three time zones away. That's just another. Just, <laughs> I'll leave that alone. Uh, okay, so I don't think anything goes right for the Celtics here. We've also got the Denver revenge game factor. So I think Denver wins this. I think Denver blows the Celtics out. Yeah, they showed zero ability to stop Jokic, and Denver was like had half a roster. I assume that they're going to have more players healthy. You can't assume that this year. That's why this, this whole thing is very difficult because we never know when half a roster is going to go. We haven't right, built in a big COVID uh, outage yet into the, they into could, these predictions. Like four players out. The, the, two of these games can be postponed by now. You never uh, know when a guy's going to just go and get a haircut and miss a <laughs> week, you know? Jesus. Yeah, I know, right? Hayden Pritchard gets a haircut before every game. So who knows? I don't know if that's true. It just looks like it's true. Looks like it's true. Uh, okay, so we, do we all have Denver losses here? Uh, Denver went. Denver beating the Celtics. I've got yeah. That that's going to be a tough one for Boston. That's going to be a real, real tough one. Uh, that's going to okay. be a tough one. I feel like the schedule is so important this year. Like if you get, if you are at home and then you get a night to like a day off at home after a home game and then you play another home game. I feel like teams probably win a hundred percent of the time. Like it, it, it feels just so. To rest and- it feels so rare that teams are just like staying in the same place with a day of rest. This schedule has been so hectic and so crazy uh, that, like, even just normal stretches of games can be very beneficial. Guys, I, I'm sorry to do this, but I just realized we might have to go back and redo the whole past five games. Fans are going to be in the building uh, starting in late March. And so what impact are those two to 3,000 people going to have during that six-game home stretch? I'm not doing anything. I'm All those numbers stay the same. Uh, everything stays the same for me. I don't think 3,000 fans are going to change the impact of uh, the Charlotte. Oh, so you don't believe in the fans? 
Right. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I am excited yeah. about the return of fans, though. It's going to be and, fun. And I think those 3,000 fans will be so juiced up to be at a basketball game, to be inside TD Garden, to be cheering on what has been an absolutely mediocre squad. Um, I just think I just think the environment is going to be awesome, even with just 3,000 fans there. It will be the most juiced up a 12.5% capacity arena could be. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at these games. And so if we're starting on, you said, what is it, the 22nd? So the, the, the Pelicans game is the first one. I've already got those two games down as wins. Um, the Charlotte game, I'm just saying that I, I just. That's where I Gordon think, Hayward silences the haters. I think the, the fans there right, will be, the uh, be kind of productive. negative. <laughs> I, I, I don't think, I don't think. Like I'm excited for for fans to be back in, yes, but I don't think they change any of these results. Like they're going to beat Houston. I think they can beat the Knicks. They can beat Minnesota. Philly's just a tough matchup. Fans are no fans. Like that's going to be tough. So we'll leave it at that. Okay, so we're wrapping up the the lockdown Celtics version of the show. Where do we stand on our stats? Our picking stats here. Currently, for the first 18 games, you and Jay both went with 12 and six where I was the known pessimist and went 11 and seven. <laughs> so 12 and six would get them to 21 and I mean, 31 and uh, 23. So, I, I mean, I think that'd be good enough to, to keep a hold on the, on the four seed. I don't know if that's going to get them any separation, but it's such a weird year that I don't know if anybody's going to get any separation anymore. So, all right, let's wrap it up here. And for the rest of the 18 games, you got to go over to the Anything is Potable feed. So make sure you're doing that. Oh, yeah. This is only half the fun because now you've got to go to Anything is Potable. When that next show is up, that's going to be the remainder of the 18 games. You'll find out exactly how optimistic me, Jay, Jam really are. So go to Anything is Potable after this, after the show wraps up. Uh, those of you who have come over from Anything Is Potable, maybe you listened to that first, or maybe you got the heads up, hey, I got to go over to Locked On Celtics. If you're a new listener coming over from Anything Is Potable, really appreciate uh, you coming over. Hope you can add Locked On Celtics to your rotation. Like I said, I host the show on a Monday through Friday basis, so it's a daily Celtics podcast, and hopefully you can add it to your mix. You can subscribe Wherever you get podcasts, they're generally about 30 to 45 minutes, so very easily consumable on a daily basis. You regular listeners, you diehards, you Monday through Friday listeners, super appreciate it. I really, really love the, the fact that you're, you've been supporting this podcast for this long. You've made it the number one Boston Celtics podcast on the planet, and it's all thanks to you, your listens, your ratings, your five-star reviews, and of course, sharing the podcast and telling everybody that they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics the number one Boston Celtics podcast on the planet.